Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dole Whips and Double Doubles. My name is Ryan Miller, and I'm from Hamilton, Ontario. This week, I'm joined by Ryan in London, Ontario. Hello. And this week, we also have one of our extra special guests joining us again. We have Laura Moole from Click the Mouse joining us. Hello. Welcome. Um, Laura, you're in a really unique position Um and and something that as an adult when i went down to disney um was like my first time realizing that this was a thing and then wishing that i had known about it er earlier in life um <laughs> is that uh disney has a couple of programs that they have available for international people to go and work uh at disney um one is the college program and then the other is the cultural program um and and you were lucky enough to be a part of the cultural program is that right yes that's correct okay um i mean can you tell us the difference of between the two what uh, what they looked like yeah so uh the college program um the international college program and the regular college program are for um obviously kids that are in college yep. um and it's just kind of between semesters or like over the summer break. Uh, and they work all over the parks. You'll see them quick service. You'll see them in merch. You'll see them in uh, custodial. Like you'll see them all over the place. Yeah. Um, whereas the cultural rep, you just have to be 18 years of age and from the country that you're representing. So okay. you'll see them mostly in Epcot in World Showcase. Um, but they'll also be like at Animal Kingdom. Okay. Or like Animal Kingdom Lodge representing different countries in Africa or Asia. Um, and you can only work like where you're assigned. You can't moonlight at Magic Kingdom or anything. <laughs> Is that um, because of the specific, because I think you have to get like a specific visa to get in and work. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. So because of the stipulations on your visa, you are only allowed to work at that one location, right. but you get to stay for a year. So, right. And do you, uh, so when you're applying for this program, it's all done through, through Disney. Is that, that correct? It is now. Yeah. Uh, so when I did it many years ago, <laughs> uh, there were, there were different external companies that would do the recruiting for Disney. Okay. So there was one specific company that took care of like Canada and the UK. Yeah. Um, and then different agencies all over the world, but now it is all done through Disney. Wow. And like, what, uh, is it just like a standard kind of recruitment? Like you're applying for a job or is there something extra to it? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's pretty standard. You submit like your resume and stuff and a cover letter. Um, and then you get a call for like a voice, like a, just a over the phone interview. Right. And if you pass that stage, then you get uh, invited for a face-to-face -face interview. Does that take and place then after that... in Florida or at wherever <laughs> you are? No, I wish. Uh, <laughs> when I did it, we did it at the uh, Ted Rogers School at Ryerson okay. in downtown Toronto. Yeah. So. Uh, and they hold sessions like three times a year. And so they'll do one in Toronto, one in Vancouver, and one in Montreal. Uh, and that's just kind of where they pick everybody from for the year. Wow. No, um, <laughs> I was going to say, making sure that they get a, a portion of uh, of the Canadian swath of of people. Yeah, so the first time I applied, I got the face interview, and the next session was in Montreal. So yeah. 
we just like packed up and went to Montreal for the weekend. <laughs> Which I guess you'd have to. I mean, I guess it's close enough. Uh, each each one of those centers is close enough to somebody, um, you know, unless you're really yeah. gunning for it and you're in the Northwest Territories or something like that. But uh, yeah, but I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there are people who do that. Oh, yeah, for sure. There were a bunch of us from Ontario when we went to Montreal. <laughs> Well, and I wonder if, if if Zoom has kind of changed the landscape of these as well, right? Right. Yeah, um, that's true. So maybe maybe you'll get some some Canadians from the territories or remote Alberta or BC that you wouldn't get before because you can now. I assume I'm making a huge assumption, um, <laughs> but I I bet that there's a portion of this that can be Zoom versus face to face now. For oh, sure, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you are. Uh, applying for the cultural program and you know that it's a year long it's like a a year-to-year contract is that right it's just the one year okay yeah and um and did you have a say of when you started or do they kind of were they recruiting like throughout the year so that they have people who overlap all the time i don't think I had a say in when I started it was just kind of you got your date and that's when you were going (laughs) um they do recruit like they they stack sort of like at least half the year right um with dates right so the people from my interview in November started anywhere from like December to June I want to say okay and then I'm so it was like so that you don't have like a full year of people who are being trained all at the same time and yeah exactly and then just like a year later everybody just leaves um I want to say it was like every two weeks or every three weeks we would have a group leaving and then a few days after like a group starting wow I I would imagine it's like sad sad goodbyes every couple weeks and then like new people to meet every couple weeks yeah you kind of get used to it which I don't know if that's good or not (laughs) I'm just like yeah I'll see you back home (laughs) Um, so where, where do you stay? Like, is it, uh, Disney puts you up in, uh, in a certain space? Is it, um, is it your, uh, like you have to pay a nominal amount from, from your, uh, from your income? Yeah. So, uh, this I know has changed because they have that beautiful new huge complex Flamingo Crossing. Right. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but like, it's it's like this huge, beautiful university dorm and everybody is just going to be living there and it looks phenomenal. Wow. Um, yeah. When I was there, there were four different housing complexes that were owned by Disney, but I think they were like, what's the word I'm looking for? Managed or operated? Like, yeah. They like, they, yeah, they had a company that managed them. So um, you get, put in with a random number of people. Like I, there were one bedroom up to four bedroom apartments oh, wow. and it was two people per bedroom. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and from all over the world, like you've never met them before. Yeah. Um, and then based on how many people are in your unit, that's how much you pay weekly. And it just comes right off your paycheck. Wow. Yeah. Um, so if some, if you've got like a one bedroom place, uh, mm-hmm. is it like bunk beds? Is it, you know, a dorm uh, it, style? Um, so it was dorm style, but around the end of my contract, they were putting bunk beds in like all the bedrooms. <laughs> um, cause that was when they started training for Shanghai to open. Okay. 
So they put a whole bunch of people from Shanghai into housing as well. Wow. Or at least that's what they were, that's what we assumed was going on. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, now I always remember so, uh, each of the housing complexes that were there um, had reputations. Is that is that true? I always remember <laughs> someone talking about Vista Way as being like mm, that's the that's the party place. And Ryan, I have no idea what you're talking about. Did yet. you stay in Vista um, Way? No, okay. I um, Vista Way. I want to say everything that you've heard about it is probably true. <laughs> um, when I, I was living, I won't, you know, start any rumors. You can, people can go no. find them. Um, when I was living in Florida, I was there actually when they paved over the Vistaway hot tub <laughs> and like out of necessity, just going to leave it there. <laughs> yeah. Just going to leave it there. So I, um, was lucky enough to live in Patterson court. Okay. Which was the newest um, of the four complexes um, in a beautiful two-bedroom re- two unit. It was amazing. And uh, it was known as the retirement home. Oh, yeah? Which, you know what? I was just fine with. I wasn't a huge party or anything. <laughs> so uh, I was fine living there. I thought um, that the Canadians got to go and uh, stay in the hotel in Epcot in the uh, Fairmont. In the hotel. Chateau. In the chateau. That was what, is that, am I wrong? Is that not what happened? No. You just I get wish. a you just get a blanket and you get to go into the Circle Vision. Uh, that's right. That's right. Hang out with Marty all night. Yeah. <laughs> of course, no, now man, it's... that chateau's bonded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so creepy. And sadly, it's not Marty anymore. It's. Uh, Eugene no, Levy and um, Catherine O'Hara. And Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. yeah. I know that was another dated reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it comes to uh, the work, where whereabouts were you stationed? So I was in food and beverage. Okay. Um, so you start at La Cellier as like a greeter and a seater or a table setter. Uh, and then you also at the same time work on the popcorn cart. Okay. One of those sounds yeah. more fun than the other, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so that's where you start in food and Bev. So there's the food and Bev, then there's merch, which obviously you're rotating through the shop and the cart and then attractions. Yeah. Uh, so I was selected for food and Bev, even though I think it was like my last choice. <laughs> um, cause I'd never had any experience serving before. Okay. Um, but I guess they saw that as a good thing and they were like, we can train her. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't have any bad habits that come, come with her. That, yeah, exactly. So we can mold her. Well, and I'll be, Um, I'll be honest, uh, in like, and I, and you can say whether you uh, do or not, but in hindsight, um, like working in merch is, uh, I feel like is okay until Canadians walk in the door and then it's just like, Duh, this is, you know, we're all a part of this joke together. Yeah, I I would say that's probably accurate for working anywhere in the pavilion, to be honest. Right. Because um, we would get it at the cart, too. And I'm sure they got it at the attraction, like, day in, day out. Yeah. Would the attraction um, just sort of usher in uh, Circle Vision or they help um, wrangle the, the performers as well? So they did, they ran the attraction. They also ran Kidcot, um, 
when that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they would also, some of them would also work, uh, it was called AmGuard, so over at the American Gardens okay. um, as like crowd control there. Right. Which seemed pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it would get you out of the pavilion. Yeah, let you stretch your legs a little bit, meet some <laughs> of the other attractions cast. But they uh, seemed like a more tight-knit crew than anybody else. Like, they seemed to all know each other from all over the World Showcase, so that was pretty cool. Okay. I mean, they must cross paths at uh, yeah. at some point. Um, when it comes to food and beverage, uh, at the popcorn cart, it like, is it... You know, long day or do you trade off is it spend a couple hours setting tables then go out and do the popcorn cart for a few hours no because you're in different costumes right right so uh if you're in the popcorn cart costume you're not going into the dining room and vice versa <laughs> um there were a couple times that people from the dining room would go up to popcorn cart um to help out if like they were slammed or whatever or someone called in sick um but you would never see popcorn inside the restaurant if they no. could help it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So it was typically like eight hours. You were either like a.m. popcorn, which would start at 9, 30, 10, somewhere in there. Right. Uh, P.m. popcorn that would come in at one or two. And then there was a stalker for the evening. Like uh, restocking, not following the other people around. <laughs> following guests <laughs> around and being like, who needs popcorn? <laughs> yeah. Who popcorn? wants popcorn? <laughs> um, yeah, so like running down to the gigantic fridge behind um, the refreshment port and getting kegs and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I learned how to tap a keg, which is a good skill to have. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing better than popcorn and alcohol. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, do you, uh, when, what does getting slammed at the popcorn cart look like? Just like during the weekends, usually during the festivals, like, sorry, (laughs) food and wine or like flower and garden, just huge lineups. Um, and you know, if there's just two or three of you trying to run the cart, sometimes you just need an extra set of hands. Yeah. Um, a coordinator would come up if they had time from the restaurant, like if the restaurant wasn't too busy. And things like that. Like it just, you know, Disney lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're good at getting cues together. That's right. Exactly. Um, did you uh, sort of stay in there or did you move on to other duties within the within the pavilion or within food and beverage? Like, did yeah, you end so, up serving? Uh, you start in. I did. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um. So you start non-tipped and that's, I want to say like three months, maybe four months. There's like a, there's not a deadline, but there's a day that you kind of hit and uh, you take a written test. So you study the menu okay, um, and you take a test. And then based on that, you can move, if you pass, you move into food running. Um, so, from, and then there you really learn the menu. Um, you have a culinary day where you get to wear like the culinary costume, yeah, uh, which is super fun. <laughs> <laughs> and you go through the kitchen and you talk to uh, everybody on the line and learn about exactly what each station in the kitchen does, um, what they're responsible for. And if you're lucky, they let you test, taste test stuff. <laughs> um And then you're usually food running for like less than a month. And then based on that, you go into, or you have to spiel. So you have to go to your managers and you have to do a spiel 
of the menu. Uh, and then if you pass that, you go into service training, which is one week where you work like a nice, easy lunch, a dinner, a mid, so all day. Um, and then by the end of the week, you serve a manager, a trainer, and I had a chef come into mine. So wow. that was, that was terrifying. I was going to um, say, this, this all feels like high pressure situation. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> um, and then if you pass that, you are a server. Wow. Okay, yeah. so then I got to dive into this just a bit because... Bring it on. I I feel as though a server at a Disney restaurant, especially Epcot, though there's some great ones all over the property, obviously, that... Like, that's a pretty sick gig. Like, that's, like, that's got to be, like, you know, uh, you know, I'm sure it'd be fun to, to run Dumbo, but no <laughs> one's, no one's comping you on the way out of the ride. So how, like, how, do, how does that work? Are you splitting that with the team? Like, how does that, like, I mean, it's obviously a pretty high pressure situation to get you to, to that spot. And I'm guessing that, that depending on, like, I'd imagine it's a pretty, it can be a pretty lucrative role so yes, and, and again we like to throw in our CanCon um with the american currency exchange i can only imagine um mm -hmm. how, how great that feels so so yeah so sorry can you just kind of run me through that because that kind of like i see dollar signs like Shrewd mcduck in my eyes here when i <laughs> think about it think about it think about a disney server for sure yeah um so it is a lot of hard work to get there but once you get there uh it can be quite lucrative you are correct sir um especially at a restaurant like la Cellier, where a table yeah. of four like a family of four will run you two hundred dollars at, at least um, i feel like that has yeah. to be more nowadays i mean again we're talking like seven eight years ago right, right? so <laughs> um inflation yeah um and you know it depends on how big your section is like i i did not do big sections. I would have three, four tops and I would be happy with my three, four tops. Um, but you're still getting through at least 12 guests every hour, hour and a half. So yeah. you can get a decent guest count. Um, and yes, it can be quite, quite lucrative. <laughs> Is it split? Like, are you, or is this? Is, oh, right. This, Sorry, that was no, the no, no. question. I no, it's okay. And I know, I like Ryan and I. We we, we understand the uh, a bit of the uh, mystique of Disney uh, culture. So if that's where you're like, you can't say, I totally understand it. But I know at restaurants today, you can. It, it, there is a bit of a structure. Yeah. So um, as a server, you would tip out um, the three food runners. Uh, so the three food runners would be getting, I forget what it was, but a certain percentage of like each of the 10 servers tips. So there were days where you could actually make more money as a food runner than a server hmm. um, and have like none of the responsibilities of a server and right. just literally run out food and like nice. clear tables. Um, so a lot of people would like pick up food running shifts and stuff and just like for a break. Right. Um, and then you would also tip out the bartender. So you would tip out four people, a certain percentage, and I can't remember what it is yeah, yeah, yeah. of sure. your okay. sales. So if you did like $2,000 in sales, you would tip each food runner like 20 bucks. Yeah. I think hmm. like I'm, I'm blown away just by the fact of, you know, the, the hoops that you have to jump through, but at the same time, I'm not surprised. Like if you, if you're a server around here, you know, depending on what restaurant you go to, 
experience is really important um mm-hmm. and and being a good server uh does well for for everybody um but i can't imagine a restaurant in in our area that i would know of that they would you know basically have a test for you to to do and then like have you serve the managers the the chef like um as as something as a like a form of test to make sure that you really know your stuff and that your uh can i say performance is like is good yeah yeah i mean it's disney right it's a role it's not a job so yeah it's a performance for sure you're still a cast member so it's uh you're you're still on on show and uh you've got a role in a show and you wear a costume (laughs) but like uh, I mean, I guess it doesn't it doesn't surprise me in the slightest that you know Disney wants that level of of service. Um, I I guess it would sort of weed out um, you know if you weren't really there, if you weren't really um, present that uh, that you weren't going to serve, and then you know you could like you said you could stick to food running or or the popcorn cart, and I guess there would be some people who would um who would be happy with that but i guess yeah the serving is a more lucrative position yeah and i mean when i went down i was partially convinced that i was not gonna do my service test i was just gonna like do the podium life do popcorn cart and just you know enjoy my contract and then everybody around me was doing their service tests so i was like i guess i'll try it (laughs) but like no pressure if you don't get in like whatever yeah you're sticking it out for the year just to live here right so and I mean, there were some people who would fail their assessments and stuff and they would go home. Um, but there, then there were people who would fail their assessments and they would stay and work podium, uh, work popcorn cart and just not have the stress of being a server, which yeah. there's something to that for sure. I mean, for sure. And I, I know Ryan can attest to this because he's averse to two credit dining uh, in oh, general, don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even. but I feel like when you well, go like, into a place like Le Cellier, expectations are high from a guest perspective. And so I'm sure that you have your fair share of um, unrealistic expectations and or uh, demandy, judgy <laughs> people. I think we got lucky, too, because we were signature, but we were in a park. Yep. So, and I mean, a lot of what we did, the, our steps and tests and everything, I'm pretty sure it's got to be because we were signature. Yeah. Um, like I was there when it had just turned signature for lunch as well. Right. So we got to deal with the fallout of, what do you mean you don't have the burger anymore? What do you mean it's two credits? What do you mean I have to have a filet at lunch? Like, <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, like it's, uh, it was for sure a learning experience. <laughs> I can't imagine, um, like that's, it's again, just talking about the test, getting into, into serving that there's, I'm assuming no way that there's that level of test for merch or attractions cast members. I cannot speak to that. I do not know. (laughs) (laughs) If it is, I mean, I, I would guess like, uh, your, your attractions test would probably be something like reading the the opening for like the the welcome for everybody at uh circle yeah you you would for sure have to pass a spiel for sure for attractions 
and probably for merch, but it's probably less pressure of, you know, <laughs> tell me, where did this maple syrup come from? <laughs> they always seem to be having a good time. So <laughs> merch was my first choice because that was where I had experience. Yeah. It didn't work out that way. <laughs> um, so uh, you started being a server then about three months in, three or four months in? Yeah. So I started April ninth ish and i was in the restaurant food running in august okay and i and i was a server as of like i want to say labor day weekend wow yeah so i started right with food and wine it was great (laughs) (laughs) i mean i I would hope food and wine takes some of the pressure off because they're less i mean the restaurant's going to be full regardless but uh you know, people are more likely to try and uh, eat at the booths outside. You would think, but you would all, we also would get a whole lot of foodies like come into the restaurant and right. want the whole Lasellier experience and like buy a $200 bottle of wine that I would now have to present at the table <laughs> <laughs> and all this stuff. And like you hope that that cork doesn't disintegrate into that bottle when you're trying to open it. Right. <laughs> it's a high pressure situation. It can be. (laughs) Okay, so tell me about, because this is the stuff that I think I'm I'm sad about not doing this program. Because I think that, and Ryan, I think you probably feel the same way. It seems like there's a lot of college, and obviously people are older and younger, I'm just using that as as the the term, like college kind of uh, frat house kind of get-together parties. But then also, and I don't mean like that parties necessarily, but also the like, the camaraderie of, of everybody that you meet and the, I assume there are perks besides just working and, and getting your tips as a server. I'm sure there's like a really cool, like after work experience that you get to like partake in. I'm sure there's comped tickets or something of that. Right. Yeah. So um, you would get your main gate pass. Uh, so you could self-admit to any park any day, pretty much. For free. I feel like when we say um, gate pass, there should be like angels singing or something, you know? Because yeah. that's kind of like that's what that that's if you're a Disney, that's the big say, perk. That's yeah, that's what you're looking for. Yeah, um, and then you would be able to let in up to four people with you, sixteen days a year, okay, for free. Um, and you would get a couple comp tickets, um, like halfway through the year. Um, and yeah, like housing when we for the internationals and the college students, cause we all kind of live together. Um, housing would do events for us. So because I, my contract was extended, um, I got to go to two separate parties at um, Typhoon Lagoon. Whoa. Oh, cool. Yeah. Which was really cool. Um, so it's like after the park closes, they let in all the internationals and all the college kids and there's like free Mickey bars and it's like an after hours event at the parks, but like, yeah for cast yeah um so i did like the snorkeling with the sharks and all that stuff in the dark (laughs) it was was terrifying i don't know why i thought that was a good idea um and you know you can do some of the water slides and then they have fireworks and you get a t-shirt and all that sort of stuff wow uh those are the events that i remember the most but it seemed like there was always some sort of event that housing was putting on um as kind of like a welcome event for that month's new arrivals right because yeah you always have have a new crop of people and they want to 
get them acclimatized, you know, pretty yeah. quickly and and get a chance to meet everybody because I guess there's such and a it's turnaround. Disney like come on we've <laughs> got to have some good events and parties and stuff right <laughs> for sure uh, so those are the two that really like stick out in my memory when you uh, were working is it would you typically work a set schedule or was yeah. it just all over the place no so you would um you would have a set schedule and that would be your schedule like as long as you were on podium or like non-tipped on the popcorn cart you would have the same schedule and right. then when you moved into serving you would it basically worked out so that you would pick up whoever's schedule just left okay so i lucked out um and it was one of my one of my really good friends who left i picked up his schedule just luck of the draw uh so that i was working dinners thursday friday saturday and then i was working lunches sunday monday so i was off tuesdays and wednesdays wow yeah that was like that was the crown jewel of schedules <laughs> having two days uh, got- back to back well, because you got three dinners, but not only did you get three dinners, you got like the good three dinners, like the weekends when you would right. get like locals and stuff coming in too, right? Yeah. Uh, and then your two lunches, Sunday and Monday, were pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, and then Monday night was a big party night. <laughs> uh, speaking speaking of like extracurriculars, uh, Monday was like the big party night. So having Tuesday and Wednesday off together was uh, highly sought after. Even better. And I did not take advantage of that as much as some people would have. (laughs) Now, like, do most people who are there on their off days just go to the parks? Or would you take days to just be, you know, at, um, you know, at home or or check out other things in the area? Uh, It was pretty split. I I luckily had the same weekend as my roommate, um, who is now one of my best friends. Like, we've been super close ever since. Nice. Um, and we would go to the parks. If we were not at a Disney park, we would go to Universal. Okay. Um, if we were not at Disney or Universal, we were sleeping at home. <laughs> <laughs> like, just having a total, like, chill day. Uh, we went to Walmart and bought, like, a little TV for our room. So we would just, like put on whatever TV show and like get a whole bunch of junk food from over by Vista way and just like <laughs> decompress. <Yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, there were people who would like book a little bit of a vacation and go on cruises wow. um, or like go down to the keys for a couple days, go down to Miami for a couple days. Uh, I did not do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Disney, so I was going to spend as much time as possible in the parks. Yeah. I feel um, like, uh, like, I mean, I guess, I could understand like going and doing a Disney cruise, but, um, but at the same time, like when are you going to get another opportunity to be there that much and be that close to the action all the time? Yeah. So like what we would do once, once I became a server, um, we would stay at different resorts on weekends. Yeah. So I got to see a whole bunch of different resorts for a discount, obviously. Yeah. This is what makes you a great travel agent now because you like lived back of house and front of house and like yeah. know all the ins and outs of the resort. So make sure you guys seamless transition, Ryan. Right? Thank you. There you go. <laughs> great segue. This is why you need to think of Laura as your next uh, resource for your next Disney trip. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's only 
I want to say there's like only five resorts that I have not spent a night at. Which and is two of them are all stars. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you've, stayed them, you've stayed at them all. It's fine. Yeah, you're fair. Yeah. And I stayed at movies, and now that's the one that I recommend. So. Oh, legit, for yeah. sure. Let's not segue too much into that, but legit, that's <laughs> definitely the best one. Between the three. I I will tolerate. Right? I will tolerate music. Uh, music is is also a fun area. N- no one wants to go to sports. <laughs> we do not go there, Simba. <laughs> Um, what was it like, uh, having to wrap things up? Cause you said having, uh, e- your contract extended. So you were there longer than a year. How much longer did you get extended for? So you can, um, you can ask to get extended and it's basically, it has to do with when your visa started. So some people, if they were picking up a contract or I don't know why some visas were just like, exactly a year uh mine had wiggle room of about six weeks after my contract was supposed to end so they just extended me that six weeks right after uh my my contract was supposed to end and i left the country on the last possible day (laughs) and i'm sure it's sad uh leaving everybody that you that you knew um certainly did you did you have your roommate for that entire time or did they So when I moved into housing, um, the individual that became my roommate actually lived two floors above me. So we moved into housing on the same day. uh, And I had a roommate who was just finishing her contract. Like she was in her last week. Gotcha. So she was like out partying every night. I never met her. um, (laughs) Because then I'd have to be up at like 5 a.m. to get a bus to go for my social, social security. Yes. (laughs) For my social security card. So you'd have to get up at like 5 a.m. for that. Uh, So we just never crossed paths and I had my room to myself for a few weeks and uh, yeah, my roommate, my eventual roommate and I were like, we finished our contract on the same day. Can we not just like live together? Um, And so then she moved out the day that I was supposed to move out as well. And I got moved to another unit for six weeks. Okay. But there was another, but I ended up rooming with another Canadian. So someone that I had known. (laughs) So it was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Now, I, I, on the last episode, and they all blur together, but on the last episode, we talked about how I cried at Wishes with my son. And I can only <sighs> imagine, I can only imagine the last experience, like the last group thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I, and I, I, I don't know, Ryan, I'm sure you've seen it too. Like I've been at Disney where you see a group of the, the college group or the yeah. cultural group and you see people tearing up and, and like hugs and this like mm-hmm. relationship. And I talked about the camaraderie. I can only imagine what that feels like. And I, you know, I think about like my high school connection and how much I love some of those friends. Um, and so I imagine that there's, you know, similar kind of, you know, uh, connection that you're making. So I don't want to get too much into the, like, how much did you cry? But that must've been like a really <laughs> like, you know, kind of surreal, like obviously great experience, but also like, uh, I can't believe this is over. Cause it must've flew by in yeah. a way. Yeah. Um, So I always like to say that it was the best, but also the hardest year of my life. Um, And some of that is just from the stress from working in the restaurant that I'd never done before. And I had no idea what I was doing. Um, And then, yeah, you fall so hard into these relationships with these people because you're all in this surreal situation. Like you all just get thrown into this together and you're kind of like, okay, well, these are my people now. Um. And then, yeah, you're saying goodbye to like some of your best friends every three weeks. 
Um, and it was a thing like your last wishes, all your friends, if they weren't working, like you would all go to magic kingdom together, you would go and watch wishes together and you would ball in front of the castle. Yeah, I bet. Um, and you know, like it was whatever that person wanted to do that day in the parks, like it was all up to them. You would go to whatever restaurants they wanted. You would go and, you know, stake out the perfect spot for wishes and take pictures and like the number of group hugs crying in front of the castle that I've been a part of. (laughs) Um, is astounding. And I think that was one of the reasons why especially Wishes leaving was so hard was because there's this whole group of people that like that was their thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm so- sure it happened with Happily Ever After. Like it's, oh, that's yeah. just, you know. If, if you haven't stumbled upon Wishes on YouTube, definitely watch it. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, I mean, I think Happily Ever After, I think is better than wishes yes. but yes. i but i will say there's they, they really they really uh tug at the heartstrings on wishes there's a very like it it can move you so i would definitely say like definitely if you haven't watched it watch it yeah and like the songs that are in wishes too like really hit home with so many different people like i'm almost there was my best friend's like contract song mm-hmm. um so like going through the whole application process you know she would just you know or no she I can go the distance. Sorry. Mine was almost there. (laughs) There it is. There it is. Hers was, I can go the distance. And so like when that song would come on during wishes, like forget about it. Um, And then mine was almost there. So anytime I hear that, I'm just like, (laughs) so did you have a, uh, a bigger cry um, seeing wishes for the last time during your uh, program or illuminations during the last time of your program? You know, I don't really remember crying at my last wishes. And I say that because it was during one of the 24-hour events at Magic Kingdom. That, I mean, that's already mind-blowing that those existed and (laughs) are not a thing anymore. (laughs) I know. It was the second one that I had ever done. Um, And all my friends had left by that point. I was like the only person left. (laughs) So I ended up hanging out with a couple of my friends from back of house and uh we just like ran around and have fun so i probably cried more with illuminations because especially being on popcorn cart like that was the soundtrack to your night (laughs) you know like you would be trying to uh clean out and shut down the popcorn cart with like the starting of illuminations going and you hope you get everything done before the lights go out because like then you gotta feel (laughs) your way around it Yeah, and try to like MacGyver your cart through all the people that are like trying to go upstream to go to the back. And like everybody is going the other way to get out of the park. And you've got this cart here and you're just like, I just need to get this to Dish Pit. (laughs) Please let me go home. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it would signal like the end of your day. And uh, like, would you see, would typically, would it take you the length of illuminations to kind of pack up and get through or... Um, do you stay and watch the end of the fireworks and then kind of meander your way back? It would depend on what you were doing. If you were, um, if you were stocking and cleaning, like you would be there till after illuminations. So like it is what it is, but if you were cash, you were trying to get the heck out of there. (laughs) Um, like you do not want to still be there when you hear illuminations end. Um, and it was also always like a neat trick to being in the dining room. Because Illuminations has that very distinctive end. Yeah. Um, like all the little fireworks, like you just, and you know that's the end. And so we would always turn to our guests and say, 
oh, well, you know, it's 913. And they wouldn't know why. And you're like, oh, Illumination's just ended. So it's 913. (laughs) There you go. There's your little Disney trick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. But then, and then like segueing back to the other episode that we did, that's why Illumination's, why we did our dessert party for our wedding at Epcot. And why we had popcorn at our dessert party in Epcot, <laughs> because that was such a part of my life. For sure. Um, I had a friend whose uh, daughter was in the college program and went over the summer uh, semester and talked about how, like, by the time you figured out everything, like the travel and the visa, uh, she was basically there for work experience, but wasn't going to walk away with any money in the bank. Um I'm assuming the cultural program is a little bit more lucrative than that. Do you, did you, do you walk away with like savings or is it like too easy to, um, use it all to experience, uh, South Florida? So both, um, (laughs) I walked away with a very nice check. Um, but I also absolutely lived and took every advantage. Like I said, I stayed at different resorts every weekend. Yeah. Um, and if you're in food, like it's a lot easier to come back with money than if you're in merch or in attractions. Right. And it's sort of advised that you, that you try to save up as much as you can before you go down, just because that first few months, like if you're on podium, you're not making money. And if you're in merch, you're not making money. Right. Um, so I, yes, I came back with a nice check. It could have definitely been nicer. Uh, if I hadn't spent so much money on Doomies and meals at California Grill and Victoria and Alberts and <laughs> this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. Um, but I still came back. It was a nice chunk for our wedding. Nice. We'll, we'll say. Yeah. yeah. Um, so bottom line, uh, and I'm assuming I already know the answer to this. Uh, you would recommend the cultural program for anybody who's who's a Disney fan and... Uh, and is looking for that kind of experience. Yeah, for sure. It's a great way to start with the company too. Um, I kind of did it backwards and worked in Florida and then worked at the stores. Right. Um, a lot of people start in the stores and then go down to Florida. <laughs> um, it's, it's a lot of work though. Like don't go down thinking that you're just going to live Disney and like right. everything's going to be like, it's, it's hard work. Um, and you know, it's Disney. They never close. Yeah. Um, it's 365 days a year, like Christmas, New Year's Day, everything, like every day's a working day, but it's definitely a once in a lifetime experience. And my only regret is that I didn't do it sooner because I would have done it again. Can you do it again? Theoretically, yes. <laughs> like I said, you just have to be 18 um, and be from the country you're representing. So I could apply again. Uh, at this stage in my life, <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but I do know people who have gone down for second, third, maybe even fourth contracts. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Those are mostly servers though, right? So you go down sure. for the money. <laughs> <laughs> and you already, like you hop right into serving. You don't have to go through the start again. Yeah, because the managers know you and know your serving style and your work ethic and everything they do typically expedite your process nice yeah ryan are either of us going (laughs) i i would do it if uh you know 
I didn't have a wife well, and child and yeah, a career think, and <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I could see myself, uh, it'd be fun to, I mean, you know, retire there for a year, you know, that'd be mm. kind of fun, you know, do it. But I, I think by the time I want to retire, I don't want to work every day. Um, or handle the pressure of doing those exams. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. I, uh, but um, legit was, uh, I'm jealous that I never did it yeah. um, and never even really knew much about it. So hopefully uh, I'm sure there's somebody listening right now who is like, Oh my gosh, this sounds like it could be for me or somebody I know and they got to listen to this. So um, yeah, Laura, this is great info because uh, I know uh, as we, as I've seen those cast members crying on that wishes or happily ever after <laughs> night, uh, I've known that it's such a fun experience, uh, but obviously uh, not doing it. You just kind of, uh, you don't know the whole story. So yeah, thanks for sharing it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's definitely one of those things where like looking at it from the outside, you don't see everything, but then like when you're looking at it from the inside, looking out, like it's hard to explain. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's uh yeah, like I said, it was the best and also the hardest year of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, pushing that segue that we did, uh, that Ryan had earlier, um, it gave you a ton of experience with Disney, with the parks, yes. with the resorts. And uh, and I think, yeah, it fully makes you, um, you know, extra qualified to uh, to help people when they plan their Disney vacations and... Uh, and especially as someone who had spent so long there, um, you'd know the ins and outs of, uh, of where to go and, um, and the best places to stay. And you can recommend going to La Cellier cause you have <laughs> full on experience. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that the menu has changed, but, uh, many times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the quality, but, you know, is the still quality. There. Yeah, exactly. And like the restaurants that were my favorite on my contract are still my favorite now. Yeah. And you know, the, re- the resorts haven't changed. The parks obviously change yep. and you have to sort of keep up to date with all the changes that are going on there. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a good base of knowledge. Yeah. So if uh, as a plug for you, uh, if someone is looking to book a Disney trip, especially since, you know, we're looking to the future in 2022 and uh, and beyond, um, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the easiest way is probably through my email, which is just Laura, so L-A-U-R-A, at clickthemouse.ca. Nice. Yeah, nice and easy for you. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, and we'll uh, when we post our, our link to, um, to the episode, we'll be sure to tag your Facebook page as well. Um, yes, so thank you. So if you're looking for... Um, help with uh with booking a disney trip um we can't recommend laura enough she uh, she has the experience and uh and she has the the passion for it (laughs) thanks guys (laughs) well that's it uh laura thank you so much for joining us today and giving us that insight um i know i mean as the program changes and evolves i know uh certainly that program shut down during the pandemic uh but they have sort of ramped it back mm, not yet not yet okay no there's still there's still a lot of flag shirts in uh right but i saw col- college programs started again college programs coming back yeah. yeah um but they're they're all domestic students right, right. so 
it's a little hairy trying to get internationals for sure in right now. So, but yeah. eventually it will open up again. But I, eventually, I'm sure it will be back. And, yes. And they will be welcoming Canadians to Flamingo Crossing <laughs> in no time. <laughs> Uh, and so I'm assuming you can just keep an eye out on uh, Disney's jobs. Uh, it's probably going to be Disney international programs. Okay. That's a quick Google it's search usually... for anybody. And uh, Yeah. And it's on Facebook and all that jazz too. Yeah. Well, that's it. Um, we want to thank you so much for joining us. And on, Absolutely. Anytime. And on behalf of myself, Ryan and Ryan and Laura, we're the Double Doubles. You're listening to Dole Whips and Double Doubles. Thanks so much for listening, and we look forward to you joining us again next time. Bye.